This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Gaddis muscles one in the center, a base hit. Altuve around third. He will score as Evan Gaddis drives in another run, his third RBI of the game, and the Astros lead it 4-1. to one. Boy, does he own Cole Hamels. This is another Astros podcast. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take game one of this four-game series, defeating the Texas Rangers by a final of 5-2. to two. Winners of two in a row. AJ, a good win yesterday. We see Evan Gaddis continuing his hot streak at the plate. Last three weeks, about as many RBIs as games played for Evan. Man, when he gets hot, you guys can ride him a little bit. He does, and when he gets hot, it's it's danger for the opponent. Yeah. You know, almost every at bat, he's he's just missing pitches, but he's actually hitting the pitches that he's supposed to hit. And um, there's a real threat to him. I mean, I joke with him about being a caveman, and he goes up there <laughs> hacking, and he can hit any pitch, any location. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty locked in, and 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 getting the ball in the air with some something behind it. The ball's carrying out of the ballpark. He's been a huge part of our of our offense lately. Hey, one thing I thought I noticed in yesterday's ball game, Bregman's second and third at bats against Cole Hamels. I thought he really jammed himself over that inside corner so he could cover the outside corner a little bit better. Was that talked about or is that true? A little bit. Yeah, he he, he wants to he wanted the ball close to him. A lot of us last night wanted the ball close to us. Okay. Um, given his movement down and away with the change up and try mm-hmm. to take away at least a little bit of the chase. Uh, below the zone and, and try to crowd the plate, crowd the ball. He wanted to close to him, fight the ball back up the middle to the pull side. So, um, you know, it was it was a great approach for Bregman and, and whether you're laying off those pitches and we laid off a couple of really tough pitches to get into some counts to, um, you know, him flicking the ball down the left field line on a ball that was almost off the plate away. Um, was it was it because the ball was closer to him? It was a, a really good at bat. And if you if you really take a step back and look at you know, called the last hundred at bats for each of our players. Bregman's probably had the most consistent at bats, quality at bats, hard seeing contact. the right pitches, hard contact, yeah. taking borderline pitches that he shouldn't swing at um, as much as anyone. And then, you know, to get rewarded late in the game by chasing him with a homer uh, had to be a good feeling for him. I want to ask you something about Yuli Gurriel. Now, in years past, when we were playing and way before that, people talked about hitting line drives, and if they hit one out of the ballpark, it was a mistake. Is Gurriel that type of player because we're not seeing the home run production? A little bit. You know, I think one thing with Yuli is he can do a lot of different things. You know, last night as an example, you know, if you look at if you just look at his at-bats, he was a little bit late. And the reason wasn't because he's tired or because he couldn't pick up the ball. The reason was because that's when Bregman or Altuve is on first base, he's got a huge hole between first and second. So he's trying to play the game and hit the ball the other way. And what players can do, specifically Yuli does sometimes, is fall into that trap of maybe a little bit too much trying to create things, trying to, to hit the ball to a hole as opposed to just see the ball, hit the ball. He's, he's, his bat-to-ball skills is really good. He puts the ball in play most of the time when he swings. A lot of time it's been on the ground lately. Um, and so I can see him trying to create some things. I think he's the type of player that can do whatever he's asked. Maybe I need to walk up to him today and ask him to drive the ball in the gap, and we'll find, <laughs> it, we'll find it have some extra base hits. 
All right, Brian McCann back in the lineup today off the DL with the knee issue. Uh, he's one of the, the leaders in the clubhouse, in, in, in the, the dugout, all of those things. It's good to have him back. It is good. He's a great presence on our team, and, and, and obviously having him behind the plate, he and Verlander work seamlessly together. Yeah. So that um, it's a great day for him to come back and face Fister and, and get back in the swing of things. Stassi will reestablish himself and get to play a little bit more than maybe before he was. I want to try to keep Mac healthy and keep that knee under, under control. Um, but it's nice to write his name in the lineup, the presence he brings, the confidence that Verlander has coming to the ballpark, knowing he's got his guy back there. It'll be a, uh, a good day. We can talk about Verlander's numbers, and they're obvious. But when I watch Verlander, I almost laugh sometimes. I want to see if, what your impression is. Have you ever seen a, a pitcher more confident <clears throat> and more <throat> bullish on his fastball than him? No. I mean, no, because he, he, it doesn't matter whether he's going to hit it. It's not like, am I going to throw a fastball? It's where am I going to throw it? Yeah, and most of them is like, do I want to throw a fastball to a fastball hitter? And he'd say, yes, I want to throw it where I want to throw it. And yeah. he still can't hit it. Um, and that, you know, I love that's That's a little bit old school, but it's also a little bit new school. The old school part is fastball's your best pitch. It's something you're going to establish early in the game. The new school part of it is pitching to a weakness and really exploiting whatever the swing is doing. If it's a longer swing, we go up. If it's a down arcing swing, we, we go up. If it's a slow bat, we go in. I mean, there's, there's some, some applying of new metrics to uh, a throwback mentality of you're going to have to beat my number one in order to beat me. But he's not out there tricking him. No, he's not. I mean, he's got some pitches to trick him if he needs it, but um, it's nice to have his fastball. If I had his fastball, I'd be pretty bullish too. Yeah. All right, last thing real quick, Carlos Correa update. He's going he's gonna to do a few things in the cage uh, inside today with some medicine ball stuff and rotation stuff and, and start to test his strength and his, his recovery after his activity. Um, he's not going to do anything today. We'll see of a possible availability over the weekend. I mean, I'm not in a rush. We have an off day on Monday. Yeah. So um, whether it's just before the off day or just after the off day will be determined by how, how much he can handle and how much we feel confident that he's 100%. So... Step by step, we're, we're going we're gonna to be pretty cautious with them, but um, it could be a lot worse. We could be talking about a DL stand, but instead we're talking about slowly ramping them back up to get in the big league game again. Very good. Thanks, AJ. Good luck tonight. Gattis, a two twenty two hitter, nine homers, 28 RBIs. 10 for 32, lifetime against Hamels with three homers. Hamels stares at Altuve, now delivers, and that ball is poked. Left field. That ball is gone. Two-run shot by Gattis. Tenth home run of the season for Evan, and his fourth home run against Hamels in his career. Gaddis able to crush that one, oh. homering for the second straight day. Evan Gaddis. Welcome back, Robert Ford. Joined by Evan Gaddis. Uh, pretty good last couple of nights. Uh, first game here in Texas, and the, the last game against the Mariners at home. Uh, home runs in each game. Had three RBIs yesterday. Uh, imagine you have to you have to be feeling pretty good right now at the plate in terms of the way you're seeing the ball and, and also with your swing. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, um, yeah, that's what I was you know hoping for to get on the other side of like you know early in the season when I was struggling. It's uh, you know I wasn't gonna go back. I was gonna stick with whatever I was doing in the process and then maybe find fine tune some stuff. Um, and uh, that's what like I was hoping to get to this. You know, try to get through that. When you were struggling earlier in the year, was it a question of pitch selection? Was it a question of, of mechanics? What, what was it in, in particular? Um, I think I was just missing pitches. I think uh, my pitch selection, I think, was better than mm-hmm. it has been, like, historically. And uh, just just kind of popping up pitches. And I don't think I had the the right intensity or the, um, you know, intention whenever I was swinging the bat. Now, you have a... 
I don't know if unique is the right word for to describe at least your setup with the with the deep crouch and everything. How did how did how did that develop for you? Is that something you've always had? No, it was, uh, I think it was when I went from high A to double A to Venezuela that year. Like I didn't really notice it, and uh, I just it just kind of. I didn't notice it until somebody showed. It was like a side-by-side picture of me in Lynchburg and High A, mm-hmm. and then me in, uh, in Venezuela. And Talking like, about the crouch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really notice. It's just I think the better competition or something. Mm-hmm. Just somehow that just kind of evolved. It just kind of happened. Are there certain things you have to watch for because of that deep crouch that you have that maybe a guy who doesn't crouch as much have to watch for in terms of their swing and, and their mechanics? I think uh, I have to stay behind the ball. I think it keeps me behind the ball, and if mm-hmm. I don't stay behind the ball, like my miss is definitely more obvious, like over the top. Like mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like it's, it's hard for me. It feels really weird for me if I stand tall. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I just can't get too crouched and too wide. What do you do between at bats as a, as a designated hitter? Obviously, a lot of most players they they're out in the field, maybe take their mind off their at bats a little bit. But what what do you do between at bats? You know, other than watch the game and uh, root the boys on, I uh, if I'm feeling good, uh, maybe maybe nothing. If I feel like I have to get loose, I have kind of like a little hip series I do mm-hmm. just to to stay loose. And then um, if, uh, if we're gonna face a potential new pitcher. I'll go look him up, see where people do damage, see what he's been doing, see, you know, just look really quickly and uh, kind of have an idea before I even get in the box, before I even get on deck. Now, I don't know if you know this, but it was eight years ago today that you were drafted. Uh, today? Tw- today. Wow. Eight years ago today, drafted 23rd round by the Atlanta Braves 2010 at yeah, a I UT. Was here. I was here. Yeah, I went and watched uh, Vladimir Guerrero went deep that day. And uh, randomly ran into some of my friends on draft day. I was like, hey, you'll never believe it, but 23rd round, Atlanta Braves. They're like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was here. I was at the ballpark. So you were at a Rangers game, weren't yeah, paying attention night. to the draft. No, I, was play- I played attention to the draft, mm-hmm. found out I got drafted or whatever, and we, we already had plans we were going to go to the Ranger game. So it was pretty sweet. So did you have an idea of where you were going to go, that the Braves were interested in you? How did that process work for you? Uh, I thought if I didn't get drafted, somebody would sign me as a non-drafted free agent, but it was either going to be the, the Rays or uh, Atlanta. and mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. So if I didn't, then I'd maybe independent ball or something like that. So you get drafted, you sign, you get that plane ticket to, to make that, that that first trip in pro ball. Was, was that an eye-opening experience for you, that first time on a pro team? Yeah, for sure. It was like the... It was the best team I've ever been on at the time, you know what I mean? And I've played on some really good ones, but just the talent level from going from, you know, uh, D2, good junior college, D2 school, mm-hmm. then to a D2 school, then to uh, to rookie ball. And I was kind of blown away by rookie ball. I was like, holy smoke, like where do they find these people, you know? But it was really cool. It was cool, just an honest appreciation of, you know, how, how good people are in pro ball. Evan Gaddis, thanks so much for joining us. Yep, thanks, Robert. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 